Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. All right, friends. So in today's episode, I'm going to review the signs of clinical depression and how to get the help you may need. Some questions your doctor or psychotherapist may ask you to assess if you are clinically depressed are number one, in the past two weeks, how often have you felt down, depressed or hopeless? Feeling down for nearly half or all of those days may suggest that you might have depression. Number two, have you had any thoughts of suicide? If so, this is urgent enough to tell somebody right away and seek help from professionals. Number three, how is your sleep? Just remembering how important sleep is so significant changes in your sleep patterns may greatly impact your mood. Number four, have you decreased or withdrawn from participating in activities you normally would enjoy? So isolation and withdrawal are a common sign that something is just off at this time in your life that may need further support. Number five, how is your energy level? Is there a change in energy? For example, you might feel more fatigued than usual. And so this might require an evaluation from a medical and or mental health professional. If any of those questions resonate with you, then keep on listening as I'll break down depression even further and be sure to check the show notes for supportive links and phone numbers to support you if you feel that you might be struggling with depression right now. Before we dive in, I'd like to give a shout out to a review from Ilbra B. True expertise and words of wisdom that come from a healer who has practiced everything she teaches you today. If anyone knows how to find the brightest light in the most darkest of life's hours, it's Adit Chuchagi. So sit back and take a ride on your new uplifting healing trajectory. Thank you so much, Ilbra. That means a lot to me. And wherever you are, I hope that you please subscribe to the show and leave an honest review because this really helps spread our mission to make healing more accessible, common, and empowering for women all over the world. Thanks so much, sister friend. Now let's get ready to dive in. So some of you might be asking, what is clinical depression? Well, depression is a common but serious mood disorder. It is often referred to as a major depressive disorder or clinical depression. This is different than the usual sad or low energy that we all typically as humans experience from time to time. Clinical depression causes severe symptoms that affect how you feel, think, and handle daily activities such as sleeping, eating, or working. To be diagnosed with depression, the symptoms must be present for at least two weeks. So there are various forms of depression that are slightly different from one another, and they may develop as a result of a unique life circumstance, such as postpartum depression, which is typically when after a woman gives birth. It's much more serious than kind of the baby blues or relatively mild depressive or anxiety symptoms that typically clear Within two weeks after delivery, postpartum depression, many women experience this after giving birth. And when women experience that, it's more of a full-blown major depressive 
experience during the pregnancy or after delivery. The feelings of extreme sadness, anxiety, and exhaustion that accompany postpartum depression may make it difficult for these new mothers to complete daily care activities for themselves and or for their babies. Another type of depression is seasonal affective disorder, which is characterized by the onset of depression during the winter months. So you're not getting as much sunlight. The sun sets earlier in the day. So when there is less natural sunlight, this depression generally kind of uh, exists for a while and then lifts during the spring and summertime. So winter depression typically typically accompanied by social withdrawal, increased sleep and weight gain and predictably returns every year around that time or season. Another kind of depression is persistent depressive disorder, also known as uh, dysthymia, if you've heard that before. It's, again, another form of a depressed mood, and this is more of a lasting depression. So you've experienced it for typically at least two years. A person who's diagnosed with persistent depressive disorder may have episodes or cycles of depression uh, for periods that last longer than um, the average sort of like the circumstantial depression. These are just a few. Um, There are other forms of depression, which is why it is important to seek professional help when you feel like your daily life and energy level is impacted more than usual. Remember, you are the expert in your life and you know when something is not feeling right inside of you. So get that help, get that support so you can get back to your life and living it in an optimal way. You know, according to the World Health Organization, depression is a common mental health disorder affecting more than 264 million people worldwide. It is characterized by persistent sadness and a lack of interest or pleasure and previously uh, enjoyable activities. So what causes depression, you might be asking? You know, the causes of depression vary from person to person, but some common reasons are life events that occur, such as childhood adversity, trauma, death or loss of someone or even a pet, a big life transition or change, something like a divorce or a break in relationship, even moving geographically like to another state, to another town, to another country, any changes in role. So typically some people even experience depression after getting married because your roles have changed or after becoming a parent, again, role change. Sometimes even having depression you know, having or not having kids. Unemployment contributes to depression. And all of these may exacerbate the development of depression. For me, I'm really passionate about making sure that people have access to mental health services and that the stigma behind mental health is broken down because we really need to make it much more common and accessible and part of life because so much so many people struggle in silence and part of me speaking out and even part of starting this podcast is to break down the stigma that mental health doesn't exist for a majority of people around the world because that has not been my experience and I've been in the field for 14 years and I've seen people from all walks of life struggle with mental health including myself including family members very close to me friends and it really impacts your quality of life. So for me, I experienced clinical depression shortly after my sister Odette passed away, and I realized that I was clinically depressed, that I met a lot of the criteria, 
and I sought out a therapist and that was really the start of how I began to create a roadmap for my healing and my grief and to really come back to life and connect in a much more present way and I can really now look back and see how that benefited me and being able to do things differently today when I notice the same signs come up because for grief it never goes away this is something forever for me and for many people who I've talked to that have experienced significant loss in their life it's a lifelong struggle and battle and there's ways that you just learn how to live with it and so my depression will cycle and now I'm able to catch the pattern before it goes too deep or too far and dehabilitates my quality of life so I'm able to let myself be sad and then I'm able to create from what I learned in therapy and really apply those things now that really helps move the grief along or it doesn't allow it to become clinical depression it doesn't I don't meet all those signs and symptoms like I used to I'll still get sad and I let myself really kind of feel what I'm feeling but having now a toolbox that I can access to really work through when I notice the signs and symptoms and what they look like for me has made all the difference and that's what therapy can do for you too when you seek help and support in that way really expands your awareness of how your depression really affects you It was very helpful for me to see a therapist so I could work through what I was experiencing and create a roadmap with her to my healing and gaining an understanding of what exactly was hurting me and uncover it bit by bit and then being able to work through that with her. It was helpful to have an idea of what to work on first to begin feeling an increase in my energy, feel present in my life and relationships and just begin to do something different with it. And that's when the cycle broke for me. And I hope that that can be the same for you. I share that because it's important, especially in communities where mental health is stigmatized and where it's ignored or brushed and swept under the rug or kept within families and not exposed. So I don't mind sharing that so that someone else in a community that can relate to mine and say you know if she did it then I can do it too because I see too many people suffer in silence especially in the communities that I come from and that I work with some signs and symptoms that you want to look for and pay attention to and this is according to the National Institute of Mental Health are Number one, persistent sadness, feelings of anxiety or an empty mood. Number two, feelings of hopelessness or pessimism. Number three, irritability. Number four, feelings of guilt, worthlessness or hopelessness. Number five, loss of interest or pleasure in hobbies and activities that you once enjoyed. Number six, a decrease in energy and an increase in fatigue. Number seven, moving or talking more slowly. Number eight, feeling restless or having trouble sitting still. Number nine, difficulty concentrating, remembering or making decisions. Number 10, 
difficulty sleeping, so like an early morning awakening or oversleeping. Number 11, appetite or weight changes. Number 12, thoughts of death or suicide or even suicide attempts. And lastly, aches or pains, headaches, cramps, or digestive problems without a clear physical cause or that does not ease with treatment. So any of those signs would definitely be a cause and a reason for you to contact your doctor and just get a screening and just talk to them about your symptoms and what you're having if any of those resonated with you. And just being kind of clear with making sure there isn't anything medically going on that's causing that. And work with your doctor from that point to seek a mental health professional. So like a psychotherapist or a therapist uh, or a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist is someone who will be able to prescribe you medication. A therapist is more like talk therapy, which is what I do. And so... Just pay attention. Again, you are the expert in your life. Pay attention to yourself and your body. You know when something is off. You know when something has been kind of lingering. And again, depression, even just those two weeks, if you've been feeling that persistently more days than not, uh, more consistently, then that's definitely a time to pause and go get help. And some ways, some solutions to how depression is treated Like I mentioned before, there's medication or therapy. Those can also be in combination. So they might go hand in hand and really just doing what works for you. Medication might not be for everybody, but it is for some people. And again, I want to break down the stigma that if it works for you, you do it. If it doesn't work for you, don't do it. It's really uh, no two people are affected the same way by depression. And there's no one size fits all kind of treatment. So it makes sense that there's going to be some trial and error to finding the treatment that works best for you. The key point that I want you to take away from this podcast episode is that if you feel any of this information resonated with you, seek support. Tell somebody, talk to somebody, seek a doctor out, seek a spiritual leader out, seek a friend out or family member and really get the help that you need and get to the next step to your healing because it is possible to be free from the imprisonment that depression can have on you, this this hold. And so you can be back in the driver's seat of your life and feel in control of your mood. Now, some of you might be wondering, well, what else can I do in the meantime? What are some steps that I can take? Here's some things that you can try. Number one, just try to be active and exercise. Number two, again, seek seek support, seek help, professional help, especially if you're having thoughts of suicide immediately like today. Seek professional help from a doctor and therapist. Uh, Number three, set realistic goals for yourself. If you're starting to feel like just lethargic, even one small step, uh, uh, one small goal a day, like for example, even taking a shower can really kind of give you a little bit of extra oomph that you need to get through the day and kind of increase your mood. So each day, just even if it's like, I'm going to go for like a 30 minute walk today, I'm going to take a shower the next day, like just little small goals in the meantime to just help you through if you're just kind of going through a rough patch at this time in your life and you just need a little bit of like oomph to like get you through it these are these things that you can try Uh, number four try to spend some time with other people uh, that really make you feel good that lift your mood lift your spirits pour into your cup and people that you can confide in like a trusted friend or relative 
Number five, try not to isolate yourself and let others help you. Allow this process to take place for you. You deserve, just like you would help somebody else, you deserve somebody else to help you. Number six, expect your mood to improve gradually, not immediately. Take that pressure off yourself that you should be fine tonight uh, or tomorrow morning. Um, that it takes some time and some practice of some of these things consistently to really see a difference in your mood. Number seven, just postpone important decisions at this time, such as getting married or divorced or changing jobs until you feel a little bit better, whatever you can control. You know, discuss decisions with others who know you well and have a little bit more of an objective view of your situation at this time. Number eight, Continue to educate yourself about depression, signs, the symptoms, the resources, the treatment. And fortunately, the internet is accessible to many people around the world. It is a double-edged sword. So I do caution you not to go down the rabbit hole. And at that point, it, it becomes more of a problem for you than it than a help for you. So just be mindful that when you are researching online that They're credible sources, but there is tons of resources online that are free and accessible. I have listed some of those helpful websites in the show notes below. So take a look if you want to start there. That's a great start. Even just following accounts now on Instagram and following therapists on Instagram that might give you information. It doesn't replace therapy, doesn't replace the personalized support that you deserve and you can receive and benefit from. But in the meantime, these are just some other ways that you can add free resources to your toolkit. So in summary, depression exists in every community and it is highly, highly stigmatized. I can't express that enough. It's really hard to navigate. Even me being part of the mental health system, I even struggle finding support for people in my life at times and navigating the system for them. So it is really difficult sometimes to access mental health support and it's such a stigmatized subject as well so and i understand that the struggle can be so real for so many people in all parts of the world in my practice i've seen people from all walks of life shades of skin color religions gender sexual orientation so i know firsthand that depression does not discriminate depression really impacts many many people and likely if it's not you that's experiencing depression It's very highly likely that you know someone in your life who is struggling with depression right now today. So I encourage you to share this episode with them, even as a first step to help support them and let them know that they are not alone in their pain. They're not alone in their fight or battle with depression and that they can really see the hope and overcome and work through the struggles that might feel right now permanent, but they're not. And so really helping somebody see the light in this way, sharing this episode, encouraging them. And oftentimes we try to be the strong one and we are told to get over it or hide it. And so people really do a good job (laughs) with doing that. They hide it so well and sometimes nobody knows. That's kind of what I did for so long. And so this is why I'm so passionate about bringing this topic to light because so many of us suffer in silence and it doesn't have to be that way. Seek help. You deserve to be supported through this time, my friend. All right, friends. So I really want to encourage you to apply to San Sebastian, Spain to come on the Soulful Retreat October 13th through 18th in 2020 with me and other women from around the world where we can become 
really united in this community of women to heal and transform your life together. I will be offering one-on-one coaching at that time. We will be doing yoga and hikes and meditations and journal prompts. And there's going to be a lot of personalized and community support. I would love if you are there. Please apply. It's a quick application process. And you can find that in the show notes. It's an application you'll submit and you'll hear back from me within 24 hours. We have monthly payment plan options so to make it much more affordable for you to be able to attend this retreat. Lastly, follow me on Instagram at Adit Chuchagi. Please subscribe to this show. Leave me an honest review. And I hope that you share it with a friend who is struggling right now and let them know that they're not alone because we are in this together, sister friend.